the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Friday, rolling into the weekend. Glad to have you guys along with me for the ride. Uh, y'all remember last night? Well, I think it was last night. Was it last night, Sesame Barcolini? I was talking about how I make the best crawfish pie in the world. Was that last night? Maybe the night before. Yeah, Might I do have been remember the night that. Before. I have been hankering <laughs> for some New Orleans. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? Is it New Orleans or Nolans or New Orleans? I don't know anybody who says Nolans. If you go to New Orleans, do not go down there and embarrass yourself <laughs> by going around saying, I'm here in Nolans, okay? I'm just saying that's out but- there. <laughs> Some, somebody's somebody's cooking up rumors that's all i'm saying <laughs> they best be learning how to cook up some red beans and rice instead of cooking up we don't want anybody to be sounding like that fool dennis quaid from the big easy but you know what we actually have a friend from the big easy on the line because i have been y'all know i've been so excited about uh we the louisiana presence being felt across the nation when it comes to politics so i reached out to jeff cruer from ringside politics he doesn't just have a radio show in new orleans on the weekdays he's also got a tv show on uh, my girl gina's network real america's voice so if you don't get to hear him in new orleans from 7 to 8 11 a.m central time on wgso 99 a.m 990 a.m watch his show on real america's voice and if you can't, if you don't get rav you can also check it out online at america's voice.news and he joins me now hello jeff cruer welcome to the andrea k show tonight hey boy you're making me hungry talking about all that good food well, let me tell you, Jeff, this is an absolute truth. I kid you not, brother. I My crawfish pie I make is better than R&O's. And I never, and, and the first thing I do when I land in New Orleans, I drive through the daiquiris and cream, and then I make my way to <laughs> R&O's lakefront and get me uh, the best roast beef po' boy in the city and a little crawfish pie on the side. So I am missing New Orleans. Thank you for being yeah, here tonight. Of course. Um, yeah, that's a great place. It is one of my favorites. Um, okay. Um, I was telling it, it's funny because I've been, I've been missing home so much the last couple of weeks that a couple of days ago, I was telling my little coworker uh, about this boyfriend of mine. I had Joshua most who used to go to Tulane. And then I read today. Okay. I'm expecting Jeff to see foolishness at UCLA involving people running around saying dopey stuff like calling for genocide of the Jews. But in New Orleans at Tulane, and it's on the top of Drudge today. What happened today at Tulane? Yeah, they had a uh, they had dueling protests. Uh, you had uh, a Palestinian group there. You had uh, a pro uh, Israel group, and uh, they got into it. Uh, some people were arrested. They had to have you know dozens of police there to break it up. I mean, I I grew up 
right in uptown New Orleans, right by there. I mean, he spent a lot of time on Tulane's campus, went to Loyola to get my graduate degree, uh, to get a master's of business. So that's my old stomping grounds. And Mm -hmm. that is where this all went down. And, you know, it just goes to show you that this is going on really all over the country. Uh, Tulane is a very liberal university, very liberal. Well, yeah, uh, it is liberal, but, you know, and and I used to be, not to brag, Jeff, but I was known as the Shiksa back in the day, okay, because (laughs) Tulane has a very large Jewish population, and I think I dated all the cutest boys from there, And I, but I'm not aware of a large pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas population in New Orleans. When did this happen? Uh, uh, This has happened, I think, uh, really all over the country, but it's happened recently down here in this area. There's a... Muslim Student Association that uh, a gentleman I interviewed on my morning show says is connected to the Muslim Brotherhood, which is connected to Hamas. So all these groups are connected. And, um, yeah, it is, I I think, a development that has occurred within recent years. It's grown, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the left really identifies with the uh, Hamas um, outrage, I mean, terror attack. I mean, it's incredible that you have so many people taking Hamas aside. They butchered Mm -hmm. 1,400 uh, innocent Israelis, but they are. And uh, it's it's a shame. Yeah, Tulane historically has a very high Jewish population. We have a lot of students that come from the Northeast, come down to enjoy Tulane. Many of them stay uh, after graduating and and become residents of the area because they they love it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it was shocking to see, but it was... Full-on fight, and, uh, you know, it all involved the Israeli flag that someone tried to steal, and hmm. um, it just led from, you know, one thing to another. The synagogue not far from there wasn't damaged, though, was it? No, no, no. And there wasn't okay, good. any damage to the university, uh, any of the buildings okay. or anything. But okay. it was a tense situation, and it goes to show you, you know, what we're going through across the country. Yeah, it's terrible. Let's talk about something positive. Let's talk about former LSU grad. He he didn't just go to LSU undergrad, by the way. You you went to where'd you go to undergrad? Did you go to Tulane? I went to Vanderbilt. You went uh, you went to Vandy. Yeah, another Jeff. very liberal school now. <laughs> yeah, but Jeff, so, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm talking to a fellow LSU Tiger, and I find out he went to Vandy <laughs> like Senator Kennedy did. Okay, I forgive. I can forgive. Now, hold on. But, I, my uh, my son and daughter both graduated from LSU. So Okay, good. Okay, then. Did she pledge? Did they go Kappa. to sorority fraternity? Mm-hmm. Yes, Kappa, yes. Oh, she was a Kappa. Excellent. Okay, very good. You're back Mm -hmm. in good graces. So let's talk positivity. (laughs) So fellow LSU grad, uh, Mm -hmm. now Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, flying under the radar. A lot of people didn't know this cat, right? Now the left is hysterical, calling him MAGA Mike. What what can you share with us that uh, that that people aren't hearing right now nationally? I mean, is he the real deal? Is he like the true real conservative that that a lot of people are are thinking that he is? I think he is a real deal. He is uh, a true man of faith, Christian conservative. He's in a covenant marriage. Uh, he and his wife do a podcast together. He is a former conservative talk show host, so we know we like him, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't that know that. Background. Where was he doing the show? Yeah. Where was he, he doing, was doing the, the show? He was doing the show in Shreveport, uh, you know, before he started his political career, so like 20 years ago. 
Wow. So okay. um, it really gave him some exposure. And then he went on to get elected to the legislature. And then he went on to, of course, uh, Congress. And he's only been in Congress seven years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't been in there long at all. I mean, he was elected, well, I, I mean, actually, six and a half years. Elected, elected in 2016. He took office in 2017. Well, I, 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 was ref- I had forgotten about him. And then when this whole thing went down, I was like, oh, yeah, I remembered him on judiciary. I remembered him just, I mean, right. he's, I mean, he comes across, you can tell he's an attorney, right? And you can right. tell that he's actually been a litigator, that he actually, you know, he's not just a comma JD in practice and somebody that hustled BK's bankruptcy, right? I mean, this guy's the real deal when it comes to being an attorney. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the guy the left hates because he actually joined Texas in the lawsuit um, that t- that the state of Texas brought, and I think 25 other states joined in that uh, because the state of Pennsylvania had, you know, denied them, you know, their votes with their um, unconstitutional way in which the Pennsylvania Supreme Court rewrote election right. laws. And then there was, a, and then also when he was in the Louisiana House, he um, was he showed his conservative creds there. Um, so we've got that going on for Louisiana as a part of the seat of power. But now we also what a lot of people aren't talking about right now is what could be good for not just Louisiana and but the nation. If we've got now former AG, now Governor Landry as governor right. of Louisiana, a lot of people aren't realizing right. that that could be good for the nation as well. Talk to that. Well, Louisiana's been, and you know Louisiana, we, we, we're a great mm-hmm. state, great people, great opportunity, great potential, but we've had horrible leadership over the years, and <laughs> just a uh, we really have not had a good conservative governor. And we just had eight years of John Bill Edwards, this liberal, and he's been terrible. So we're falling behind all these other states. And then along comes the attorney general who's been leading the fight against the Biden mandates, leading the fight against this uh, COVID craziness, leading the fight against censorship. I mean, a real leader. I mean, really taking on Biden. And uh, he just pulled together an incredible campaign, got everybody behind him raised an incredible amount of money. Donald Trump supported him. He beat out 14 other candidates. He won in the first primary, so he didn't even have to go to a runoff. And now he's building a transition team. He's going to be excellent. I mean, he's going to really put Louisiana on the map. I think we're going to cut taxes. We're going to cut government. We're going to bring in some jobs and people and and grow like our neighbors have been growing. Texas has been growing. Florida has been growing, but we've been stagnant. So... If we don't get our act together, we could lose a congressional seat in 2030. So mm-hmm. we really need to um, take this opportunity that uh, Landry's going to give us to, to move forward. So we're excited about him. And, and the other thing is, the incredible thing is, he's got a two-thirds majority in the legislature. Every other uh, elected official is going to be Republican. Our congressional delegation is all Republican except for one. Our Both of our senators are Republican. So Republicans dominate dominate louisiana now well they got no excuse then but to get it done desantis and his right. republican peeps down there showed the benchmark showed for what is capable of taking place and showed the economic revival as a result now florida's too expensive to move to because everybody moved to florida right i think <laughs> right. i you know i think i might need to pick me up an acadiana style on the abity uh so, sometime soon before landry works some magic and now i can't afford you know to buy something down in br 
right. or somewhere, you know? Um, so I'm just super excited that, and, and, yeah. and what a lot of people don't understand, you think about what Florida turning conservative with DeSantis, what that has done for not just the Republican party, um, but right. actually for the nation as well. Yeah. And what that could, what, what it could do, not just to finally, you know, pull Louisiana up a state that is just, uh, you know, owns my heart, but also what right. it could do for the, the country moving forward. So I'm super excited. I know you wrote a piece about it. Tell everybody where they can read it and how they can uh, hear you uh, and watch your show. Well, thanks, Andrea. I mean, I really appreciate you having me. And uh, my, my site is, I've got a few, but the, this, the article is posted at ringsidepolitics.com. And uh, it's the you know, Louisiana comeback starts now. So uh, as you, I mean, I love the state. I think we've got the festivals, the food, the culture, the history, mm. the people, all the different mm. advantages that will now, with the right leadership, really put us in, in a great position to succeed. So uh, you mentioned the TV show. Um, it's America's Voice uh, every Saturday at uh, at noon central, and you know I'm plugging it on radio every morning, talking about everything going on. So uh, keeping busy, lots of awesome. lots of things happening. And by the way, one more thing about Louisiana: Steve Scalise is still number two. So we've got True. the top two positions in the House. We only have six members out of the 435 members, and the top two are from our state. And they're both LSU Tigers, baby. Go Tigers! Okay, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now you go eat some yeah. barbecue shrimp for me at Mr. B's, and we'll have you back sometime <laughs> real soon. Thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Sounds great. All right, Take care. Thank you. All right, guys, that was Jeff Cruer from Ringside Politics. We're going to take a little break. We come back. Breaking bad news for some EV car owners today. We're going to share that with you on the other side of the break. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Did you guys know there's another debate happening on November 8th? And let me tell you, even if I wasn't going to watch that debate on TV, I would actually love to go to a debate in person. I, If I was anywhere, it's the next one's in Miami. It's on November 8th. I love Miami, by the way, in spite of the humidity. I love the water down there. The beach is South Florida. Love it so much. If I was anywhere near that area, I would love to go. You can actually win two tickets because Salem Media is having a giveaway for two free tickets to the GOP debate in Miami on November 8th. And super easy to win. All you got to do, since we're actually Salem Media is co-hosting the next GOP debate. So if you want to attend in person, text WIN, W-I-N, to 94878 for your chance to win two free tickets. That could be epic. So if you want to win, again, if you want to win uh, two free tickets to go to the next GOP debate on November 8th in Miami, you're going to text WIN, to the numbers 94878 for your chance to win two free tickets. Now, as cool as that would be to go to a debate, as interesting as it would be, I don't think they allow heckling of the debates. And which is kind of a bummer because there was a heckling situation involving Hillary Clinton that was absolutely, you know, you know, on Fridays, right, peeps, we do here of the week and stink of the week. I'm thinking that this guy He's supposed to be a journalist. I don't know who he really is, but it was at some big event that might have been at the global thing that Hillary Clinton's been at. And this journalist had to be dragged out as he dragged Hillary 
at this event. Sesame, if you could play the clip. Then you want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, why's your husband Mr. Epstein Island 26 times? <laughs> actually, yeah, the, actually it was a she. It was a I think a campaign event for Sheila Jackson Lee is what it was. So if you couldn't hear him screaming, biting a sneeze, what he was screaming was Hillary. Why did your husband go to Epstein's Island twenty six times? Oh. If she could have Vince fostered that guy, you know she would have. Does he have a security detail? Huh. What do you think about this, Sesame? Well, I just want to be clear on the record. I, uh, According to all the evidence out there, this journalist is not, he is not feeling suicidal. <laughs> so just be on the lookout. <laughs> and by the way, I would love to see that Epstein client list one day. I would personally pay very big money to see that client list. I I would love so much to see that. They're never going to see it. It's 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 buried buried way deep uh deep in the deep state files. Um <laughs> Yeah, totally. Totally. You know but what that a hero was. this guy is. This is a man of the I people know, right? right here, honestly. Give him right. an award. Totally. Give him a key he to totally the city. Deserves an award. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh can you imagine if Donald Trump was in a painting in a dress hanging in Epstein's house. <laughs> you remember the Bill Clinton picture, right? The painting of him in wearing the dress. Was it a por- lounging? <laughs> it was a portrait. It was a, it was a painting of Bill Clinton in a dress lounging on uh, what do they call those? Uh, uh, a chaise. He was on a chaise or chaise, whatever these things are, are, are pronounced. Just and also, do you do you remember that? little mic is something's going on they're, they're trying time. to sabotage us right now yeah. this is hillary clinton yeah. and then her um, team right now yeah. we're exactly. under attack <laughs> the prosecutors of Ghislaine maxwell that was actually james comey's daughter what yeah she was the prosecutor so is it any wonder really that the the pimp the um I want to call her an off-property contact. When I used to sell timeshare in the French Quarter, we would have our little pigeons that we would sell be brought to the timeshare resort by these people called off-property contacts, OPCs. And they would bring them in. And then we would pitch them and get them to buy, right? That's what Ghislaine was. She was an OPC. She would go round up the little pigeons to bring them in, right? And she gets a cut, right? That's the idea? Yeah, and she would get a cut. And so she was the OPC bringing him in. So I get, you know, why she got prosecuted, but not one John. She gets prosecuted for trafficking of minors for sex, but yet none of the Johns who actually had sex, which is rape of an underage minor, gets prosecuted. And and that's when, uh, with James Comey's daughter being the prosecutor, she was the one that had all the list redacted. So she basically, in prosecuting Ghislaine Maxwell, covered up sex crimes, including sex trafficking of children in her prosecution. Cut off the arm to save the body. She was a sacrifice, basically, yeah, in order to protect all these other exactly. skeevy, much more powerful people with far more influence. So yeah, she was yep. sacrificed. 
Yeah. Which I mean, it's not to say she didn't do something wrong. Like she did, right. what, what I, she was yeah. doing was horrible, and she was complicit in that. But it is yeah. to say, you all, everyone knows, you don't go after the dealers. You go for the supplier. You go for the kingpin. And there's a lot of kingpins on that list. Uh, and I'm sure in politics, media, who knows? But it's it's uh it's interesting. Twenty six times. I mean, I wonder what the time frame was. Do you know? Was that in one year? Was that over the course of many different years? Like, how I often was know. Bill Clinton going to this? I do wonder. I mean, and, and of course, I, the same with other people like Bill Gates. There was that yeah. Russian poker player that Bill Gates was dating. And then she went to yeah. Epstein for a loan for $500,000 to start a small business. But she said later on the record, I have no idea who he was. I just went to him and asked for a half a mil because he was friends with my boyfriend, Bill Gates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she was a chess player, not a poker player. Sorry. Just had to correct myself there. But yeah, so I don't know. Twenty six times is a lot. Yeah, this is crazy stuff. Um but Hillary Clinton, there's there's no way to spin that record. <laughs> and that's no, why you gotta no. just cover your footsteps and hope the American people forget about it. I mean that's that's been her strategy to date and somehow it's worked. Mm. The sheer amount of damage she's done to this country is remarkable and it's it's been on my mind with this whole Syria airstrike thing. Um really a lot because she's just lit the Middle East on fire and then they yeah. some college like in New York, I think maybe maybe it was Columbia, they gave her a class on foreign policy to teach. And I think oh it's this, this semester this fall. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody that went to Columbia Law School, and it's like, I can't imagine if I was a Columbia grad. It, you know, I mean, fortunately, LSU hasn't gone completely off the rails. I mean, they've got, become a little politicized, but not to the extent of what's happening everywhere else. And it. It and seems thank, like the, thank the good Lord for that, by the way. Let's hope yeah. that lasts oh. for a while. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just absolutely insane. By the way, I think Sesame Broccolini and I have the right to do a little bragging because yesterday there was this breaking news story. It was like a major bombshell. It was like Ryan Fournier dropped a bomb in D.C. yesterday with one little tweet or X post, whatever you want to call it, which he claimed that multiple sources told him, multiple sources. That former Trump chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was an informant for the FBI and that he had worn a wire for all of Trump's conversations. And, of course, he drops this bomb at a time in which we also found out that Mark Meadows had been given an immunity deal. So we talked about this last night and Sesame and I were both like, it just doesn't seem I mean, anything's possible, but it just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't. I mean, we were like. If he was an informant for the FBI, why would Fannie Willis have charged him? It just, it just, it didn't make sense. And I said, the only way that it could have made sense would have been if he did wear the wire and then they got nothing from him. So they decided to, you know, cast him aside and throw him to the wolves like Elaine Maxwell. But we ended the segment with saying, yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't add up. It just didn't make sense. And then lo and behold, today, Ryan Fournier comes out and says, I've got to retract it, that his, confidential sources are excuse me are uh retracting their story he said here's one thing that's interesting sesame broccolini he said he named one of the sources a former congressperson is it mark phillips or somebody Mm, but he didn't yeah sounds familiar but he said it was current members of congress and former members of congress who both came to him but why didn't he name all of them yeah oh he he only he only named one he when he did his initial tweet yesterday, he said multiple source weird that yesterday he says he's got multiple sources. He retracts today and in his retraction decides he's going to out the sources, but he only names one. 
Then he goes on to say that he felt like the reason why he was outing the source was because he felt like Ryan Fournier is claiming dark forces were going after Mark Meadows. Uh, do you think that's what it is? Yeah, um, I mean, I will say I, I want to say I do think Ryan is handling the situation well. He's been a little reclusive, predictably, um, with when it comes to to media appearances. But he did come out early this morning and say that he made a mistake. Um, and but someone did say, "Are you saying that you're retracting everything? And does that mean that everything you've said is wrong?" And he said, "No. I mean." everything's still like things are still on the table it's unconfirmed but he's getting conflicting reports apparently from lots of different people and at this point it's too muddy the water and he can't see straight anymore he can't see clearly to what the answer might be and i don't know i feel bad because mark Mendes has been dealing with this all day but i don't know he's been mark's a pretty he's known for being pretty pro maga pretty pro america and pretty pro trump so i will say i'd be very surprised if there's if this actually turned out to be true i really I just don't see how, and like you said, the Fannie Willis bit doesn't make any sense to me. Why would they still... There's only one reason why that would work out, so I don't know. This whole situation is very murky, but uh, it seems like Ryan's really learned a big lesson here about, uh, you know, bringing information to light too soon, which is the kind of, you know, ecosystem we live in today. People want to break the story first, but it's it's about getting it right, too, and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. just fact-checking, and sometimes it's a game of telephone in D.C., there's a lot of chatter in the swamp yeah. and you got, you just, you have to, you have to, I don't know. It's just, yeah, because it's a tactical mistake. These, well, right. Because why would these, and I think I mentioned this last night, if you want to leak something to the media, yep. why would you choose Ryan Fournier? We just mentioned this sense. last night. Why would you not go to Steve Bannon? There's, why wouldn't you go yeah. to somebody bigger than a Ryan Fournier? Did I lose you? No, just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, just it just doesn't make sense. Uh, so you know, and unfortunately, look, I don't. For I don't us, even know. Yeah, I don't know if this was intentionally made up or if people genuinely just got things wrong. It's hard to say. I I, I think we're going to learn well, a lot about what, this in the coming days, though. That's right. I I think what Ryan is saying is that he was told this. Yeah, and it could have been, and he does have no. He's not Steve Bannon, but he does have a million followers mm-hmm. on Twitter. And anytime somebody, I believe him that somebody came to him and told him this. The question is why. And he's protecting and, the sources, like you're saying. And it's like, why, why not tell people where this is coming from? Give us the original source um, beyond this mm-hmm. one name that's been dropped. I mean, I yeah. get it. You want to you have some, there's always a question for journalists when it comes to naming sources. But come on. I mean, this is a giant allegation and we deserve to know. I mean, are these credible yeah. sources that are disseminating this information or is this, you know, the, the person who cries wolf every other day with some fake hoax? Like it's it's really hard to say. And the kind of damage you can do with just an allegation these days is monumental. So, you know, be very careful. It was about too what, big an allegation. Yeah, it's really big. If this was true, it would have it would have made Watergate. Right. Look like the time I accidentally put, you know, a gumball on my my pocket and walked out of the 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay. So for, to go forward with that level of an accusation without with an un, with unnamed sources, I wouldn't have done it. I would have said, if you've got this, you need to be going public with this. You need to be holding a press conference and taking this to the American people. That's what I would have said to him. So, uh, but it's also easy for us to say that because we didn't have these sources coming to us either. All right, so we're going to take a break. We come back. Uh, we got more to talk about, so don't you go anywhere. What are some of the electric vehicle owners learning today? We're going to share that with you when we come back. AK. 
Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. All right. Part of uh, Gavin Newsom going off on a toot around to China is, um, you know, he's he's such a little commie uh, dictator. Right. And we know that that's what the the takeover of our energy sector is all about. I mean, when you when you are in a position to control people's energy, it controls every aspect of their lives. Because that controls how we eat, how we eat, how we dress, where we go right? How we get there. Every aspect of our lives is controlled through energy. So of course, Gavin Newsom and the left want to take away our gasoline powered cars. I and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to report on this Sesame Broccolini is because where was I the other day? I was going somewhere um, around here in the, in the Pacific Beach area and I came across some, no, it was on the 52. And I come across a Tesla on the side of the road and there was a AAA tow truck trying to give her car a start. It was a woman behind that. And of course they couldn't, they couldn't. I don't know if they were going to try to jumpstart the battery of this thing (laughs) (laughs) or what, but it didn't work. Okay. And I just had to chuckle. Um, cause, and then a, an hour or so later, I went back by and the Tesla was sitting there unoccupado. Okay. <laughs> by itself. How much do those, do those things cost? Mm, they're bragging about how low the price points getting for some of their models, but you can easily spend 60 to 80 grand just after Insane. taxes, fees, depends on where you buy it, but certainly in California, taxes and fees on top of all that. And then who knows, just to get the charger installed into your house. I got neighbors with all sorts of weird charging configurations, and they got cables on cables on cables on cables. It looks like they're setting up an energy grid by the time they're done with it all, um, <laughs> just to charge this little bucket of bolts that honestly, I mean, it's it's all right, but performance-wise, it has nothing on my Honda. Well, they're not even cute. They're not even cute at all. One of the cutest things going around right now is these new Jeep models. They're so cute. There's also a super cute Volvo that's roaming around I've seen. I don't look at a Tesla and think it's anything cute I'd want to drive. I mean, it's, you know, it's... it's, Yeah, it's just, it's very vanilla, which is not... Some people love vanilla, and it's like, that's great. I'm looking for Rocky Road, but some people love vanilla. I'm looking for a Corvette C8 or for a Porsche 911 or for a Macan Turbo. If I have to go electric, Mm -hmm. maybe a Taycan, but uh, I don't know. I just... The electric vehicle scene is not really for me. I like classic cars, Mm. uh, gas-powered, you know, 70s Dodge Charger kind of thing, Um, old Mm -hmm. Mustangs. You know, I like classic cars a lot, and San Diego's a really good car scene, so... I, yeah, uh, sure. I'm in paradise all the time. I mean, there's car meets yeah. every weekend all over town and some of these yeah. p- people take really good care of their cars. And I, I don't want to see that car scene go away, but the state's pushing EVs so hard and I don't it's know. Ter- I know. I used to love Chula <sighs> Vista every Friday. I, I was, I played Truvy and Still Magnolias a few years ago down at the Playhouse in uh, Chula Vista. And on Fridays, they would have all these old classic cars, including Lowriders. Wow. And they were just so cool. I mean, Lowriders are just such a classic California thing, right? Um, rolling down the street, smoking. Sipping on gin and juice <laughs> back. with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Wow, you just quoted Snoop Dogg. 
A little Snoop. A Snoop D O double G from the LBC. Wow. All right. That's right, baby. That's right. Well, you know, the, those low riders, even with the bounce kits, right, are still cheaper to drive than an electric vehicle. TexasPolicy.com uh, has put out that the true cost of fueling an electric vehicle, including excess charging costs and subsidies, is equal to $17.33 per gallon of gas. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And that's on top of paying 65k for one of these ugly things. Give me give me give me a you know an old classic lowrider or Lincoln LTD, you know, gas powered or you know um Cadillac Coupe you know, or a big old SUV any day of the week where I can load up my dogs, load up my suitcases, you know. Come on, Gator. <laughs> yeah. I finally got rid of when my BMW broke down up in uh southeast la one time which was scary and it had to be towed back i went suv and i've never looked back i've got the i got a big old fat gmc suv (laughs) (laughs) and i love driving that thing i could because you know i had two big dogs one of which weighed 120 pounds at the time and i you know i like i like a you know, I like a car I can haul my doggies around in and I don't have to worry about them shedding. So that's my thing. And be able to do a big grocery run or whatever. I love, I keep all my beach gear in the back. Always. I always have a beach chair, beach bag, all my beach gear. So anytime I want to hop over to the beach, I can. So, you know, no Tesla is for me. Um, all right. So you had a story about Disney you wanted to share going into the weekend. Yeah, Disney is somehow, I I, want to get all the details at some point, but they were going to roll out. It's very funny, the timing of this, because Daily Wire just came out with their, uh, they just got done filming their own Snow White, and Brett Cooper will be starring as Snow White with the evil, whatever it is, the evil queen. Uh, Disney had a very woke version ready to go of uh, remaking. Oh yeah, Off-White. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they've been getting so much backlash, they decided to cancel the rollout, uh, oh, at least for now. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the backlash has been so severe, particularly from parents, um, but just from so many people, and it seems like it's cutting across all kinds of political spectrums. Uh, some people are just upset that Disney's getting so political and constantly using every new movie or TV show or kids show as an opportunity to indoctrinate and brainwash and gaslight and just carry water for, for the Communist Party um, or the Democrat Party. Same thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's we've seen, you know, with Bud Light and stuff, the boycotts work, the, bash, the backlash works. Disney's lost at least $100 million just in this fiscal year alone because people are canceling their subscriptions to Disney Plus. People are not paying to go see Disney movies anymore. People have stopped going to Disneyland and Disney World. Um, Mm -hmm. So Disney's hemorrhaging cash very quickly. And they brought back their old CEO, Bob Iger, as a desperate Hail Mary, hoping they can recoup some of their lost... You know, they, they spent... 50 to 50 to 70 years building up this reputation all ages family friendly non-political american tradition walt disney was an american pioneer and a businessman and a visionary and they've just turned it into a propaganda factory and people can see right through it even for democrats it's like it's just so the pandering is so obvious even south park's making fun of it so <laughs> i think disney's uh they're recalculating right now yeah yeah they need to recalculate yeah yeah, they, they do. They, they need to recalculate their brain cells. Maybe they need a lobotomy. Okay. <laughs> because what they're doing is absolutely insane. Okay. 
Yeah, it is. Um, it's going to be the end of Disney as we know it. So, the, I, and I think they see that. The, the, finally, the ship is sinking, and they don't want to go down with it. So, because uh, it's a cash cow for them. Um, there's a whole empire around Disney, um, and it's worldwide, and they don't want to. They don't want to lose that that revenue. Um, honestly, so. But in this economy, people are looking for things to cut, and they already are you know tight on money. And then Disney comes around with more propaganda and every single thing that they produce, and. I think that's just mm-hmm. the last nail in the coffin for people who are already struggling with the decision of whether or not they want to keep a subscription or cancel it because they can't afford it. Well, yeah. And the solution for Disney is not to continue to jack people on the price to get into Disneyland. You know, no, you can't even no No family can even afford to go there, even even on the California, you know, resident discount. Yep. Yep. It used to be affordable to buy a park hopper ticket so you could go to Magic Kingdom and uh, you could go to Disneyland and California Adventure. It's just completely unaffordable. And then you add in the fact that the cost of food is ridiculous. And Disney, the lines are, they've changed everything with the reservations now. So on top of killing you on the prices for everything from the tickets to the food and and everything involved in it. And then now, you know, on top of it with the reservation process and the lines are so long and they don't have enough concession stands. It's just now it's just a miserable experience. Just absolutely. Disney has just destroyed what was one of the greatest, most innovative, fun family experiences ever done. And, you know, and this, this is, that's the kind of innovation and creativity that, made america the greatest country in the history of the world god bless this nation because we were founded on the idea of individual that our rights came from god judeo-christian principles and values that that uh, our rights come from god not from man that everything about this country just fostered the best of the of the human spirit the best of its creativity and it's why we created all the greatest technological innovations and creative innovations in the history of man and the left has worked hard to destroy it, and we're on the brink of that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, so don't go away. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. A few minutes left on this Friday edition. Time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. What you got, Sesame? Well, I'm thinking there's a lot of good going around. There's a lot of not so good and and tough stuff we've been talking about. But there are some people who are shining some diamonds in the rough. And I'm going to go with my hero of the week being Ken Paxton, the attorney general of the state of Texas, who was suing the Biden administration for destroying their border barrier. So, Ken... Mm For surviving your bogus impeachment attempt, which was coming from the Bush dynasty of Texas, thank you. And for suing the Biden administration regularly (laughs) over their attempts to facilitate illegal immigration, I thank you. Okay, good. Who's your stink? My stink's Hillary Clinton. (laughs) <laughs> she could be stink of the week she's every perpetual week perpetual stink yeah she's she's chronically stinky she should consult her uh her physician but seriously she she just always makes my blood boil every single thing that she says um yeah especially publicly it's it's just i i the, the whole clinton dynasty i, I don't like yeah. it i, I yeah, don't like anything com- about you're it right she's completely odious completely she's the worst odious. of american politics totally truly. I'm going to give, this may sound weird, but I'm going to give my hero of the week to these New Yorker dudes that saw a man Mm -hmm. taking down posters that had to do with missing children in Israel, missing, missing children in Israel. 
And they came upon him and confronted him. I, I can't. I couldn't download the clip because Sesame didn't have time to edit out all the f bombs. But they, I, I mean, they came upon him. He tried to defend it. Oh, are you guys Jews? And he's like, "We're not. No, I'm not a Jew. He's not a Jew. I'm not. A, he's not a Jew. We're New Yorkers, and we and and we don't appreciate you coming and and taking down this poster." He's like, "If you want to go around with your Palestinian flag and you want to chant for Palestine in this country, you're free to do that. But you're not free." to go and take down that poster for missing is, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. It reminded me of the true heart of this country and what we're really all about and what we're fighting against, which is the forces of evil who don't want freedom in this country. We, the Islamic Jihad is alive and well, and Americans are, are aware of it and ready to fight for it. My stink is all the Americans in this country who have been indoctrinated into hating this, hating not only this country, but our Jewish brothers and sisters. And it starts with our U.S. government. So my stink of the week is that the uh, U.S. government is allowing terrorist Rashida Tlaib to continue to hold a seat in Congress. So that's my stink. Runner-up stink might be Jamal Bowman for continuing to lie that he was just trying to push through a door in a rush when the video came out of him tearing down the warning signs <laughs> to not pull the fire alarm. <laughs> so he might be runner up for stink of the week. All right. You guys have a very safe weekend. Continue to prayers for Israel. Um, we love you guys. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at andreacasio.com. I got a bunch of emails. Didn't have time to read them tonight, but we'll probably save some time on Monday for that. We've got a great guest for you guys on Monday. Uh, Gigi Fleet, I believe her name is, is a former Chinese national who is warning, trying to continue to warn America about the communist movement and how Mao's revolution is taking place here in the country. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned on Monday for her. And we will be back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Email me, andreacasio.com. Download our podcast wherever you get your pods. Thank you, Sesame Broccolini. Thank you, Bob Walters, Jeff Cuer from Ringside Politics. And uh, see you Monday. Keep your head on a swivel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.